another new take on an oldie but goodie from season two. That was red hot. Thank you, Coach Cuse, for your surgeon work there. Coming up tonight on Zero Doigs, we're going to talk about the Bears back in the win column. That was red hot. We were there. We were both on site, as was Rick Fieldsman, as was Coach Cuse. We will have tales from the Zero Doinks tailgate, plus much, much more. Uh, Matt Nagy, you want to shut up for a minute? JF1 is our lord. Bow to him and shut your mouth. Bill Lazer's our lord, too. Anywho, lots to get into on tonight's Zendai. Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zadoinks. Zero doinks. man. Feels good after a win. JF1. He hath risen. He did on Sunday, and we were there to see it, weren't we, Dan? Thank you for inviting me, bud. How are you tonight? Amazing. That was awesome. All of it. Tailgating, being there with you while JF1 wins his first game as a starter. He is risen. And you can raise me up. I'm Justin's dong. Yep, excited. Excited to do this tonight. William. All right, well, let's get into it, buddy. Let's jump in in the next segment. Zero die. Spears win. Barrels. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Dykes. Oh man, the Bears are back to 500. All is right with the world. Soldier Field was popping, and we can say that personally because we were there. Dan, are you? Let's see. It's Monday night. Are you recovered? How many beers did we have? Let's talk all about it. Go. Uh, uh, yeah, I felt very. Uh, I felt rough today. I'll just be honest with you. Not a young man anymore. Starting around time did we start i think on the ride down you and i had a conversation about starting off slow maybe with a water we both opened a water i think we took one sip and looked at each other and said yeah we're ready let's get going so i think i we cracked our first beers about 8 45 let's say probably before that that was and then it was just all day it just didn't stop um, for me personally, I probably stopped drinking around 7 p.m. 
Uh, <laughs> so that was a full day. I felt very rough today, but I'm, I'm I've bounced back. I think I'm okay now. So how about you, buddy? The experience was great being with you. That oh. made the win oh so much better. It was so red hot. Yeah, we hosted a a tailgate. We had special guests left and right that popped on by. There was one Rick Fieldsman. There was ice cream. There was Coach Cuse. There was one of his sons. There were people that I had just met from your neighborhood. Things were absolutely incredible. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I think 845, I think, is giving us too much credit um, okay. from an alcoholic standpoint. I think <laughs> it was probably closer to eight. 19 would be my guess. Okay, all right. That's fair. I, I maybe stretch the truth a little bit in case Jordan Doinks is listening. Oh, Jordan Doinks also made an appearance. Ah, uh, indeed. She was our ride back, so thank, shout out to Jordan for being sober enough to drive our drunk asses back. Yes. Uh, it, it was great. Waldron was great. It was, uh, we were joined by three guys who were in the south lot. That's their normal spot. And they made the comment that the Waldron deck is a bit more classy than the South uh, lot. And I don't know if I showed you one of our friends, uh, shout out Kevin, sent me a video. I don't know if I was with you then or if I got it later. It was him shirtless doing a keg stand in the South Mm -hmm. lot. So definitely a different vibe down there. But Waldron was perfect. It was slapping. It was popping. The chicken, the beefs, the smoked meats were all delicious thanks to you and Bona Beef and Brown's Chicken. Thank you for sponsoring <laughs> Bill and by default sponsoring Zero Doinks. That is true. Uh, our, our My new friend, Kevin, your older <laughs> new friend, Kevin, was he the same gentleman that was catching grapes on the highway from somebody? Bingo. That was incredible. There was a, uh, a couple of ladies of the night, potentially. I can't back that up. I don't that know. That were... On the highway, we we saw them first uh, in the parking garage, I think, on the way out of Waldron, and they were throwing grapes in your buddy's mouth from afar, and we saw them again on 55, headed home, and that was was incredible. I don't know if he caught any in his mouth. No, it was definitely a Mitch Trubisky-like day of throwing grapes. It very inaccurate. Um, Yeah, I had forgotten that part of the day, but that was, yes, one and the same, Mr. Kevin. So if you're listening, Kevin, shout out to you for just being awesome. Yeah, you were hilarious, Kevin. It was a pleasure meeting you. You were full of life, full of spice. I like the cut of your jib. Big fan, immediate friends, as far as I'm concerned. Don't know if you feel the same. Um, yeah, we had a ton of beers. We had a very special discovery once we entered your palatial seat area very private um we we were looking for something that we've been talking about for a long time dan what what happened well we've mentioned it many times before that two years ago there was a barrel just a random barrel that was hanging out near the seats that i generally frequent but bill we we we're going up the stairs and said, all right, we got to find the barrel before we go in. I go to the normal spot. We find a barrel and then turn around. Were there five or six barrels? It was Barrel City. It was Barrel Town. It was Barrelville. I loved every second of it, and I feel like they were listening to us, and they're like, oh, these guys, they need their barrels. Let's get more barrels in here. Somebody get Jim Beam on the phone to give us those hot, hot barrels. 
in the United Club right now. And you know what? I was borderline emotional about it. Yeah, we we physically embraced the barrels. We gave them a huge hug. We took pictures by them. It was fantastic. I, I suppose, you know, like many families, it's it starts with one barrel, it goes to two, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of kids. What else are you going to do during, what else during are you COVID, do? right? Barrels love to fuck. You, I have a picture of you at eye level with a barrel, which was my favorite. You, No questions asked. I think I got out my phone and you walked over to it just crouched down like it was a, a prom picture so bill how many beers for you to you know with the barrel Ooh. well yeah i mean we had a couple by the barrel but yeah how many how many in general how many yesterday i oh my god oh, no Wait, i mean how what? many how many how many for you to give it oh, to, to a do barrel? that oh yeah <laughs> i misunderstood your query still a little groggy from yesterday um i'll be honest dan zero I, okay, it's they're that attractive. I don't need any liquid refreshment to to get down. <laughs> I'd probably need three, probably three strong, tall beers. Um, well, speaking of beers, the concession seemed fine yesterday. Yeah, no major hiccups. The Poke Bowl, you saw it firsthand. That's unnecessary. That's so unnecessary. And they seem to have a better rhythm of like if you're just getting a beer you just jump the line they didn't have that for the first game so i was happy to see that this go around so good job overall concession people we didn't have food in the stadium right no we did not <laughs> i don't know why i'm blanking right now we did not eat in the stadium we did not yeah we don't know if we needed a, a cash situation or, or anything like that i remember asking um the person that took our tickets into the uh United Club I asked her if if the single burgers were actually triple burgers and she said I have no idea but that sounds she had delicious no idea. or something yeah, right she <laughs> yeah she was yeah. like I have no idea what you're asking me right now but yes I guess it so- sounds amazing yeah, yeah. good call yeah. yeah it was it was great no we did not eat uh concessions I agree they were they were slapping they were flying it was no big deal Credit cards were being accepted immediately. Uh, the bathroom lines, not bad at all. Not bad. And, not bad. Uh-uh. It was great. I think it was it was a well run. Obviously, this is not preseason anymore. The concessions are in mid season form. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Soldier Field. Um, you might not be around much longer. We'll get to that much later in the show. But I'm glad you're at least for for now. Things are great. Getting it together. Agreed. Yeah, it was it was good all around. It was a little hot. It got a little hot there at the end of the game. That's maybe my biggest complaint. I can only blame Ted Phillips for that. Why not just toss a little roof on top of Soldier Field temporarily, a tarp, uh, an umbrella, maybe your giant gamer headset. Maybe that will cover up a few sections here and there. But uh, it was a little warm. It got a little toasty. You went with jeans, which was a bold move for the day. Yeah, Yeah, I was very in between clothes. I, I thought about it the night before. I uh, kind of choked the morning of yesterday morn, and um, I know what to do. I'm like, if it's rainy, do I want my my shins and my calves all wet all day? Would I rather have them covered in denim? Uh, but it got real hot, real musty. Wow. When I took off those trousers, there was a big puff of smoke that I'm sure went throughout the home. And yeah, I didn't know what to do with clothes. I really didn't. Um I don't remember if I was short sleeve or long sleeve either. Oh, yeah, I had like a mini jacket on. 
Yeah. You were dressed for winter. Are you, uh, can I just, just that uh, this is, has nothing to do with the Bears or Soldier Field. Are you, uh, like, pack your clothes for the summer or winter kind of guy? Like, do you have a transition of clothes that's put them away in storage type of thing? Like, oh, summer's over. Got to put the, got to put the jorts away. Are you one of those guys? No, I'm definitely not. I same. The drawers look the same all year round as as does the closet now. It's and I pretty much wear what you saw on on Sunday. It's either Bears clothes or Illini clothes and jeans and the occasional pair of shorts. That's about it. So no, I'm glad to hear you're the same as well. Well, I'm always mesmerized when Jordan has like a she'll have like a weekend where she has to have the transition of seasonal clothes, which I guess I don't even own enough to have to necessitate like trunks of clothes. I don't, we don't have trunks around here, but there is like, she's just like, Oh, I got to get my winter stuff out. I'm like, what? Like, I'm just wearing the same shit. And if I'm not wearing my hoodies, they just sit on a shelf all year long, all summer long. So, all right. Totally got a sidetrack there. I was just curious if you were a fancy boy with your seasonal clothes. No, not at all. I've got, I got sweaters that are laying out during the the middle of summer. No, I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. Uh, are we forgetting anything from our from our our time? Were you surprised that Rick showed up at all? Because that yeah. guy is a wild card. I, oh, wow, total wild card. Was stunned to hear that he was meeting with family there. Didn't even know he had family, so that was shocking. But, yeah, no, Rick being there was a real pleasant surprise. He was pretty calm overall. I think it was because he didn't want to embarrass himself in front of ice cream. I think that's true. Ice cream was a great sport putting up with our dirty sailor mouths. The only time it rained was when Rick arrived, actually. So that's – I don't know what that means, but that – I don't know. It's biblical, you might say. Well, Rick almost blew right past us, almost ran chest to chest into me when he was – first arrived and just kind of like oh rick he's like i made it he was he looked very flustered and confused i'm not sure i heard ice cream talk yesterday did you he did but only because i kept asking him questions until okay. he responded that's okay. just an insecurity of mine that okay ice cream. got it yeah. got it yeah. okay all right well i i love ice cream's just a cool dude so i wasn't lucky enough to hear him grace my presence with words Mm -hmm. and I respect it. I got to earn that. I got to earn it. And I just, I haven't yet. No, you haven't yet. Coach Cuse went with the Devin Hester Jersey. Fantastic choice. Uh, His son had a beautiful Justin Fields Jersey, courtesy of DH gate that looked very high quality for dhgate.com. Thanks for sponsoring. It definitely did. Do we want to tell people where coach Cuse got his tickets from or is that? Yeah. Private. That's no, that's fine. I I feel like you should share this. This is this is your connection, so I'll let you share. Yeah, it's not. I mean, indirectly, it's my connection. Yeah, we got a uh, uh, got a call on Saturday night from from uh, from a very special friend who may be on Gray Balls, who has a lot of connects, and he said, "Dude, I've got extra tickets." Uh, Gus Johnson might need to deliver them or a security guard or something. Do you have anybody who wants to go? And I immediately thought of Coach Cuse, who had earlier in the uh, the week said, 
I'm not going to pay any money to see this horrible team, basically, I think was, I don't know what yep, his exact words it. were, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. And then I think it, it sounds like he was looking later in the week at ticket prices and he did not want to sit through potential rain. But uh, Saturday night, we made the offer again to Coach Cuse. He almost immediately accepted. I'm like, I'm in. It's almost great. immediately. The problem is he had to. I don't know if he went to, like, a hotel lobby. I don't know if he went to, like, the north side of Soldier Field. It's still unclear what exactly he went through, but we got him. We should have hashed it out with him. The only person in the stadium who had physical, actual actual paper tickets, which the Bears do not give out anymore. So I had a lot of follow-up questions, but I was already buzzing pretty good to ask any any questions that made sense at that point. So we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. Thanks, Gus Johnson. Thanks for the hookup. Thanks, Gus. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Really appreciate it. Do we want to talk about the actual game, Dan? Yes. I mean, we're only 14 minutes into the segment. We <laughs> probably should actually talk about the actual football because I think that's why people show up to this. Show probably. up. Probably. Download. I don't know. Stream. I don't know. Yeah. Follow us good. at Zero Doinks. Slip it to our DMs. What went wild? Okay. Sorry. Where do I know you're good? Where? Where do you want to start? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to make a decision for us right here. Yes. Um, you and I immediately, even in our buzzed state, noticed that things were way different. We saw a fullback out there, which begged the question that we had, why don't we just get an actual fullback instead of a, yes. a tight end playing fullback? Bingo. Uh, but it, either way, it was beautiful to see, right? A little eye formation, JF1 taking snaps from the center. I mean – revolutionary football if you ask me yes a lot of three tight end sets as well if you're having trouble blocking maybe throw a few blockers out there that's a good move um yeah it looked different I mean we didn't know I guess sitting in the stadium if Bill Lazor was calling plays but it definitely felt like something was different and I'm sure we'll get eventually to Nagy today and of course he had to try to take credit for all of that happened all of what happened yesterday but it looked, it looked better. JF1 looked crisp. He throws a nice deep ball. He wasn't perfect by any means, but, I mean, we're on, we're on the right track, I guess, with Bill fucking Laser. The Laser show, at least he's trying something different. That's really all you can say. It's definitely Nagy's offense, but Laser's mixing it up a bit more. He's not jamming the Andy Dalton shit down your throat nonstop. He's saying this Let's get more protection. Let's get a fucking fake fullback in there, and let's see what happens. I dig it. I dig it. It was the Lions, but at least we're trending in the right direction, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll take a one-game winning streak all day, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing what can happen when you emphasize the run, and, oh, wait, maybe your play action will work out of that. Bingo. That'll buy you some time, and... Wait, Darnell Mooney is all of a sudden on the roster when that happens, and you can actually utilize his speed. And yeah, it was it was fantastic. There was definitely it. It felt the stadium felt very excited about JF One in general. I thought like like yes. we were ready. We were all ready to jump on his back and and let him ride us, them, him to victory. I don't know math. My math is bad. That's English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I'm still hungover. Uh, yeah, but it, it was awesome. Like, 
the second Fields got out there for the first snap, the crowd was absolutely buzzing. A couple times they had to put that stupid thing on the on the scoreboard saying "shh, quiet, offense working" sort of thing, which uh, which I always love. But Dumb. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. JF one in the flesh looked amazing. We had a really good shot of his deep pass to Mooney in the first half. Uh, just a perfect, beautiful pass. He hit him in stride. I mean, how many times have we seen Mitch underthrow that or sail the guy? I mean, he's he's just he's just I'm so throwing much... a flag on you. Okay, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's the. Sh- should we have a code name for him? I mean, our other quarterbacks in the past have been the recent past, just sailing guys or just throwing it at their feet, throwing away outside. You know, it's it's refreshing to see, but. You hit it right on the head. He only had time to throw that because we were running the ball efficiently and we we're selling the run. Play action. That's what that's what works. And if you're not doing these fucking stick routes or these, you know, zero yard out routes, there's nobody's buying shit, so it doesn't open up anything in the down the middle deep. So uh good job, Bill Lazer, I guess. I still feels weird that I like happy that Bill Lazer's calling plays. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right, but it's the best we can do right now, and that shouldn't change for the rest of the year. I think the minute we have another bump in the road, Nagy's be like, "It's mine again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these play, this play calling over, and he's gonna shit the bed." But this is good. How worried are we about Monty? I I would be if it was anybody but him. Like he seems to have miracle legs basically that like the fact that it's not an acl makes me think he's probably playing on sunday (laughs) like just because he just i don't remember like everybody thought his groin fell out of his body was it before last year and he was like immediately back so i'm not that worried i mean maybe he misses a game but i don't i'm not i'm not worried i'm really not i always think of when he like fell on the top of his head was that the giants game last year or two years ago yeah, i think it was last year it was like oh i think his head just exploded he's like nope he's good to go yeah so you're right he is kind of a miracle man and damian williams i mean he's a good backup but he's a little dinged up as well isn't he so uh that's a that's a huge that's a huge part of our offense we can't money runs so fucking hard everything he does he's falling forward He's just he just works his ass off. So if he's out for a period of time, that could be a that could be a problem. But yeah. I don't think he's playing this week. He I th- we thought they were gonna have to cart him off the field, <laughs> right? I mean, he lay yeah, on that yeah. field for a long time, so it was hard to s- in the stands to see exactly the extent of it. I still haven't seen a replay of of the actual injury. Have you? No, I've not. But, yeah, uh, I also. I did not watch the game back. I don't know about you. I watched some of it. I tried to watch it at work today, and I got busted, and I had to tone it down a little bit. So I also did not watch it back. I don't know if that makes me a bad podcast guy. I don't think so. But, but yeah, getting the the play action going, Mooney was awesome, 125 yards. Um, Allen Robinson, still fairly irrelevant. Sounds like his agent is still uh, talking some shit on Twitter. I mean, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, shut I up. It, shut up, I, Yeah. And I think at this point, if Al, I think Allen Robinson's great, but if he went somewhere else, I'm not sure I'd be crushed at this point. I yeah. kind of forget he's out there. Yeah. What does he have, like 
103 yards receiving through four games or something. That's that's probably way under, but maybe not by much. Uh, yeah, I I'm kind of over it. And it's like if he's on the team, you know, if we if we throw another franchise tag on him next year, all right, that's fine, I guess. It may not be worth. Yeah. He's probably not worth it at that point, you know. But okay, I'm just kind of resigned to the fact that he's not here much longer. Yeah, that's definitely the way it feels. But if it doesn't work with Justin Fields, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe he's just a historically an awesome receiver for terrible quarterbacks. That maybe that's just his thing. He's great at making bad quarterbacks look a little bit better. But if he gets a talented guy, they're like, eh, you don't really fit here. I don't know. That that might be a stretch, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the tight ends. Uh, do we do we have any? Like, I, they're just there to block. I think so. they stink. <laughs> they all stink. We we can't get them involved. I guess mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Jimmy Graham, I, he Jesus. just might as well just fly in a helicopter around the stadium during the game because very irrelevant that guy is. Don't know. Don't know what to do with the tight ends, and the Bears obviously don't know either. No, and. Komet had a big opportunity there when JF1 had that awesome spin move to get out of trouble. And yep. Komet, Komet just seemed Komet. to kind of trip all over himself, basically. It's like, God damn it, man. You're not a rookie anymore. You got it. We need more out of him, don't we? Oh, you mean the guy who's just watching film every Friday night with Matt Nagy and couldn't figure out? I'm telling you, man, that, that uh, athletic article was a red flag. That was the Shaheen does karate, like put out good vibes because this could get ugly. Uh, red flag, and you know what? It's being proven right so far. I don't. I did. I really can't tell if it's a scheme thing that we can't get him involved, or if he's just mediocre. Uh, so I, I guess it's not time to hit the panic button on him yet. But so far, and not impressed. Not impressed at all. So, offense looked pretty good. Still the Lions, but that's kind of what we needed this weekend. Uh, are we just going to win every home game this year? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feels I, that way. That'll get us in the playoffs, I think. It might, it, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> you might want to steal one or two on the road, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, defense, how how did they make you feel? Robert Quinn made another, you know, he had another great game. He's yeah. he's having a hell of a year. It's he's the weirdest thing ever. Having a good year. Uh Akeem Hicks, thanks for coming out. One play. Whoops. One play and diddled his groin. I don't know what the official injury is, but that was fun. Eddie Goldman made an appearance. Good for him. I'm sure he'll need like four weeks off following that that game to lift some weights. Yeah, you're right. Robert Quinn was solid. Ogletree, I saw had twelve tackles. I know he had that awesome hip toss, uh, which that that the clips of that is is pretty awesome. That was very. Who did Mac do that to? Mac did yeah, that to somebody. I think it was, was a great tackle on the Lions. Yeah, okay. Sure. So maybe that's just a it's a thing we do with the Lions. But uh, overall, I thought the defense looked looked okay. Got some pressure. Uh, the Lions might not be great. They might not be great. Jared Goff did very Jared Goff things. The snumble the snumbled. The fumbled snap or whatever that bullshit was. What well, we got fucked on our uh, on our parlay. 
by the way. I don't know if we want to talk did. about that later, but yeah, uh, it's, or if anybody cares, maybe nobody cares. <laughs> but they they well, took a sack well, away from us that caused us to not hit our parlay. We'll just say that for now. Uh, overall, defense was B minus. I don't know. We don't give grades on here, do we? <laughs> no, definitely not. We. Uh, if it's your first time listening, I think you may have just observed. Not the most serious recaps. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that... just me rambling about the defense, just saying random <laughs> names and uh, just giving a grade, just just a random grade. Incomplete. How about that? That grade is incomplete. We'll we'll do that uh, before we uh, talk more big picture. Zero Doig's Cornish Hand Player of the Week, the Golden Cock. This is a tough call this week. I I saw votes. Um, you know, before WhatsApp was taken down for most of the day because Mark Zuckerberg apparently unplugged the world or whatever the fuck happened there. But uh, I saw votes for Monty. I saw votes for Mooney. I saw JF1 get a vote or two. I saw Robert Quinn get a vote or two. So as voted by the fans and eggs from Zero Doinks, who would your vote go to for the golden cock? Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Monty. I feel like without Monty, that doesn't that. He opened up the offense for us, so, uh, and he may have lost, given his leg. For the greater good, so I, I'd like to go with Monty if you'll accept it. I will accept it. I will absolutely accept it. I love Monty. He makes me very excited. He's just he's unbelievable. Like he. He's so slithery and slippery. I just I, in in the red zone, I always feel like he's going to find a way to to get in the end zone. It's just fantastic. I love him. He's always falling forward, man. He's always yes. if you give him a little bit of space, he's at least going to get you another yard or two. So, thanks, Monty. And here's the Cornish Hen presenting you with the award. Oh, Monty, I don't think this is the first time we've met in this forest. Oh, Thanksgiving is but a month away. Congratulations, don't shoost me. I'm a Cornish and I'm classy. Don't shoost me. That one had a bit of a southern accent to it right from the start. That was great. Thank you, Cornish hen. Mm -hmm. Cornish hens, um, are they like in the southeast? Where, Where do they... Where do they spread their seed? Yeah. No, I think I think they bump nasties. I think south of the Mason Dixon line for sure. So yeah. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I think I think you're right about that. Um I don't know if they wear tuxedos and like ball gowns while they're doing it and like find little crevices. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Well, the buckled shoes definitely stay on during the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know much about Cornish hens where they where they reside, how they fuck. Even I don't know that. It's got to be gross. Mm. What 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 kind of sound does the cor- like? What kind of dirty talk does a Cornish hen make? I I don't even want to. <laughs> I thought about it. I wanted to see how far you'd go with it. Yep, yep. I absolutely thought about it, uh, and I I showed incredible restraint. That's 
I, you know, I'm not even proud of that. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, you know what? Because they can talk. It's proven on Zero Doings right, that Cornish right. can talk. I, I think they keep it classy. I think they're, I think there's a lot of romance. Like, there's not a lot of one night stands, from what I understand, in the in the Cornish End community. Oh, I'm gonna give it to you, milady. That type of thing. Hello, yes. milady. A tip mm-hmm. of the hat to you, and yeah. my cock's out, milady. <laughs> Have a good eve. Thank you for letting me give it to you. Don't to shoost my cock. Yeah, and I feel like the. The Cornish hens don't even like. We've talked about this before on a prior Zerodex episode. Like they don't even comment on how bad their genitalia smells from their <laughs> from wearing the giant <laughs> heavy clothes, <laughs> like in Hamilton, right? Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned it before. Where it's like, God, how bad do these people smell? Like back in the day, it was very similar to you popping the denim off on Sunday because. <laughs> Just a puff of smoke. Oh, that is ripe, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just baby toss some baby powder down there for me just once. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Go- <laughs> don't e- I like it. Don't even comment. Just no. just pretend it's not happening. Just close yeah. up that nose and close your eyes and let the magic happen. And immediately find a sink right after it happens and just wash, wash up, <laughs> wash up. Don't wash your in. holes. Mm-hmm. Don't breathe in. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, any more thoughts <laughs> on Bears Lions? <laughs> so, so Matt Nagy, as he referenced before, taking a lot of credit, maybe the weirdest post-game conference he's had yet. And that says a lot because he's had quite a few. Is he? Do you think he's in a full blown panic at this point? Kind of like, it's just it's so weird. And I'll be honest, I just saw it in print. I didn't actually hear yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> not a big research guy, but it looked like he was very rambly, just like I am right now, and was like, "Yep, yeah, the laser called the great game." However, I you know I think it's important to note that I felt great as the head coach out there today. Like what? It's we understood would... that you're the head coach. Yeah. Sure. We would all res- we would all respect him more if he just said, "Yep, Bill took over. Bill did a great job. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of our team." The end. Just stop there, man. Stop with the rambling. I mean, you just said it. You and I are pros at rambling, uh, <laughs> but we don't have uh, people playing these clips nonstop on ESPN Radio or the Score. He just seems fucking clueless and super arrogant that he wants the credit in any way that he can get it. Now, I think you're right. He's in a panic that people are in his mind he's like people are going to start believing that i i provide no value to this team and i honestly like i think he needs to be fired and he's a piece of shit and he's the worst but i think he can provide value of just being the head coach and the manager uh uh, he can manage all aspects of the team and he's good at that rah-rah bullshit and club dub and all that motivating guys and i i think it was really damning when Fields said that he, that laser is the calm presence or the calm voice in his ear, and it's different than when Nagy's calm play because he's on the field. He's got more to worry about. I think he specifically mentioned is like he's got to worry about the defense. So your rookie quarterback is basically saying like this is a better way to go, just because it's it's easier to manage if one person is is calling the plays. So. There's no reason 
No reason that Matt Nagy should ever go back to calling plays. No reason that Andy Dalton is even in the conversation of being a starter when he's a, do you believe that? Like, do you believe that Matt Nagy's telling the truth when he says that Dalton's a starter when he comes back? <sighs> There's a part of me that feels like he's he believes he's being a sneaky little guy and he's just trying to throw everyone off the scent. But it's just yeah. stupid. Yeah, I think I'm hopeful that that's the case. But at some point, Andy Dalton will be healthy. <laughs> like it's not, it wasn't that big of a of an injury, so it's like. I don't know, unless you do what you did with, with Foles last season when he had that what looked like a giant hip injury and then it turned out not to be so <laughs> yeah. bad. But then he but then he just can't he was put on ice and nobody really asked any questions about it. Right. But but the big difference is this time, yeah, he's any time Nagy can bring up Dalton, he does. And it's weird. It's so weird. Although I kept seeing on the athletic today that like it seems like Nagy wants to make a decision by Wednesday this week to see, you know, but okay. Why are we even having this conversation? I think yeah. is the point, right? It's like, okay, Fields had an awesome game. Let's try to build on that. And Laser called a, a good enough game, a significantly right. better game than the Nagy has pretty much his entire career. Why change? Unless you're gonna have you're gonna have Dalton start every road game and Field start every home game. <laughs> That's kind of what I was. That thought crossed wow. my mind today. How stupid! I mean, I, I'm not serious, but yeah, it's like stupid. he's weird enough to do that. Yeah, and this was our best offensive performance today, or yes, I say today, yesterday. Why? Why change? Why go back to Dalton? And you have to change. Go back to that terrible offense that just proved it didn't work. So I don't it's it and and Nagy also tried to try to stick it to the media and say don't ask me anymore like I'm not answering questions about who's calling plays again uh you don't decide that Matt you haven't yeah. earned that right to tell the media what they can't ask and just by you saying that is going to make uh who's a who's the guy who gives him a shit Jason Leisner uh, is that his name? Oh, Lies, Lis, yeah, Lis, Lis, what's I, I think he pronounced it Leisure from sometimes. Leisure? Yeah, yeah. He's the one who kind of goes at uh, Nagy and Pace to their face, which I respect. Yes. I think it was Mark Podash, wasn't he the one who was kind of going at him today? It's like he's no, Matt, awesome. Yes, you don't decide who's gonna at, who's if you're not gonna say who's calling plays, they're just gonna keep asking, and they have to do that on behalf of Bears fans. So yeah, he's just fucking lost. He's just fucking lost. And I think he just I think he just goes home. He goes to his stupid basement with the play cards all over the walls and he just shuts the door and goes, "What the fuck is happening? What is happening right now? What do I do?" Yes. I just don't think he's he looks worn down. He yeah. looks like a man who is just absolutely confused and he can't stop. He just needs to kind of stop talking. He rambles like we do but we're also not getting paid millions and running a billion-dollar franchise. So yep. grow up, Matt. Be a man. Quit your job. Do you think Pace fired him as offensive coordinator going into last week? We were, we were asking him to do that. Do yeah. you think that's what it finally had to happen? I don't want to give Ryan Pace credit. No, don't get me I wrong. Don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I Someone had to be in his ear to be like, look, you got it. You got to do something. This was historically bad. Maybe, maybe Pace lightly suggested it that it would be a good idea to make a a change. He's going to want to go back to 
calling plays. Like if Dalton's back, he's like, Dalton's my guy. I'm going to call plays and just stupid. It's just dumb. I'm still worried that Nagy's going to get uh, JF one killed. Still worried about it. I feel much better if it, if it looks the way that it did on Sunday, just in terms of scheme, I'd feel, yep. I feel much better. He only took, only took a couple hits really, but, but yes, your general, your general fear is well-founded because at some point Matt Nagy's not going to be able to help himself and right. he'll put him in a horrible position. It's, it's so frustrating. Like why, why is a head coach an impediment as opposed to a guy that's trying to help save his own job? Like, I feel like he thinks he's trying to save his own job this right. way and it's the exact opposite. He's making it worse. He doesn't want to yeah. be a head coach. He wants to be an offensive coordinator. I think that's really all it comes down to is he's so worried that people are going to know that he's a fraud as a play caller so he can't provide anything else. And I truly believe that he could be a good head coach and a leader of other coaches. I think it's possible. I think it's it could be in him. He hasn't proven that, but I, I he's not an offensive mind, obviously. And if he, I think the best way that he could save his job – is to take a giant step back, admit that he stinks, and acknowledge that he's letting letting go of the offense and letting, you know, not that he's completely stepped out of it, like he's going to then start calling defensive plays, but he's at least letting someone else, someone that he hired, run the show. That would only make him look better. That's the thing, yeah. it's There's nothing wrong with being a good delegator. It's... I mean, JF1 called it out, basically said he's got too much shit going on. He, I'd much rather get, I'd much rather have a guy in the press box who can calmly see what's going on from up there, give me direction. And man, that's, we've been waiting for at least a year to hear somebody spell it out that way, to be right, honest. Right, right. But yeah, you can't have your rookie quarterback basically call you out like that. Yeah. It's just, I think there's more problems than we than we know there's more yeah. problems in that locker room or communication between coach and player that we uh we don't quite know so for sure um, i don't know be- yeah i don't know either before you walk us through vegas uh bears number two in the division packers kick the steelers ass i think the steelers might stink and yes. the vikings uh, followed up our loss to the Browns with their own loss to the Browns, except at home, and they only scored one touchdown. I'm not even sure who scored it. Kirk Cousins, I'm guessing, was terrible, but that's a guess. No clue. Yep, I'm sure he was. I think they were up. I think the Vikings scored early. I remember seeing that score. Oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. And then they were down 14-7. to Felt like fairly quickly. I think that was the final. I could be wrong, but uh, right. yeah, good job. Good job, Browns. Thanks for taking care of them. We appreciate that. So we're not the kings of the north, but we're close. We're only one game out. We're right there. (laughs) That's right. All right. As we mentioned, Bears visiting Las Vegas for the first time ever. That's exciting. Dan, have you done a little research on our next opponent, buddy? I have. I have. This would be a great game to go to. I checked the ticket prices today just because I was curious. They seem to have gone down quite a bit. I don't know if the hype for the Bears has... Uh, since the beginning of the year has lightened a little bit, but uh, our buddy Marcel will be there, right? That's yes. awesome. That would can color me jealous, Marcel. That's fucking awesome. Uh, okay, 
Bears, Raiders. Raiders lead the all-time series eight to eight games to seven. Eight wins for the Raiders, seven for the Bears. Uh, last game against the Oakland Raiders was in London, October 6, 2019. Terrible game. Bears lose 24-21. I actually didn't even remember it was that close. Uh, very frustrating game. I remember that mostly as the end of Kyle Long. I felt like no. he was horrendous then, and he was never the same. Akeem Hicks broke his arm that game. That was gross. And uh, our defense took a huge, huge step back when Hicks got hurt. We got totally exposed uh, when our run defense. Yeah, right. Josh Jacobs had 123 yards, rushing two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Daniel was our quarterback, so that was fun. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mines, he had a rushing touchdown. We had 42 yards rushing that whole game is that I feel like that's around the time when he said I'm not an idiot I know we need to run the ball Nagy does that sound about right that does yeah it was probably like 11 attempts and he had Chase Daniel just trying to whip the ball throughout the yard idiot that was basically the Khalil Mack versus the Raiders game and Mack did absolutely nothing absolutely nothing so the Raiders kind of they laid it on us that score I don't think was indicative to like how much they just they just they just beat us up. They beat the shit out of us physically. Yeah, that was terrible. You're right. It was, I think it led into a bye week, and then it was the Saints game at home the next week where it, all of a sudden it's like, I think we suck. And we're, I think Mitch done. is done yeah. also, yes. right? True. So that was terrible. That was flag. the last time we flag. Sorry. No, wait, am I apologizing? Uh, okay. So the last time that we played the Los Angeles Raiders, I went back to when they were the L.A. Raiders because it's a little different. They're in Las Vegas. I, by the way, will keep calling them Oakland for probably another three years, at least three years. How long for you? Yeah, I haven't in a while. You haven't called them Oakland or you're going to L.A.? Yeah, I, I just know. go. I just go straight to Raiders because I probably would call them the L.A. Raiders. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Okay, that's fair. All right, so the last time we played the L.A. Raiders, November 7th, 1993 in Chicago. Bears lose 16-14. to 14. Uh, Kevin Butler missed a 30-yard field goal at the end to win the game. He had also missed a 21-yard field goal earlier, Oops. so good game for him. Uh, Bears offense was ranked last in the league at this point of the 93 season, so that sounds familiar, huh? <laughs> Uh, we had 47 yards in the first half, eight passing yards. We were led by Jim Harbaugh, 140 yards passing, one touchdown. Uh, Neil Anderson had 75 yards rushing. Tom Waddle led the Bears with 69 yards receiving. Maybe that's a part of your problem. You shouldn't have Tom Waddle as your number one receiver on your NFL franchise. Good radio guy, not the best receiver. I don't know. Tom Waddle seems okay. I like I like him. Yeah. But but he shouldn't be your go-to guy on your offense. All right. Uh, the only Bears receiving TV, T, TD, TD was a guy named Terry Obie. He apparently, that was his only full season in the NFL. Do you know this guy? You're shaking your head. Yes. Very I, vaguely. Yeah. Why, like I remember it, the name. Yeah. It was his only season. I was kind of curious who he was. I looked him up and somehow it was like when you put in Terry Obie, the first thing comes up is net worth. What's Terry Obie's? And the first first one you click on, it says he's worth $15 million. And I was like, wait, what? 
So I dug a little deeper and then found another net worth thing that said he's it's below a million. So I think Terry Obi might be out there just inflating his uh, net worth out on the internet. So Terry, please stop doing that. You're confusing me. Um, just stop doing it, buddy. Uh, Jeff Hostetler led the Raiders in passing with 108 yards. Uh, just sounds like a bad game all, oh. overall. So uh, that's all, that's all I got for that. Any thoughts on that, Bill? We've basically been the same team for same every team. year. We've been yes. different names, same stats. Nothing's changed. Uh, I guess we can only just the only thing that stayed the same is the McCaskey family. So we're just going to go ahead and blame them. All right, Virginia, sell the team. All right, let's go to the uh, staff for the Raiders head coach John Gruden. Raiders head coach since 2018. Uh, he was his head coach record of all time is 117 and 110. Well, they just lost tonight, so 117-111. So he's only six games over 500 as a head coach. He's very overrated. I love telling anyone who will listen that he is not as good of a coach as he believes, as the media believes. He's overrated. He won one Super Bowl. Grow up, John Gruden. No, it's true. It, and is he making $10 million a year? Do I have that number million. right? I mean... He was like a hundred million for ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. insane, yeah. Mm-hmm. insane. And also, you never know what head coaches make. You know that he was dying to tell people what he was making, leaking that information. I, I can't stand John Gruden. I couldn't stand him on Monday Night Football. He just was like kissing everyone's ass just in case that he got a head coaching job. And I can't stand him. I don't care. Come at me, cargo shorts, John Gruden, and cargo shorts. I don't give a shit. They all suck. We saw a lot of cargo shorts this on Sunday, didn't we? We saw a lot. Yeah, we talked about it. We wondered for a moment if we were in the minority, and we laughed at that, and then we're like, wait, with Bears fans, we might be in the minority. Possibly? I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Don't do it. Ask a lady, and if she tells you she loves them, she's lying. All right. Uh, the offensive coordinator for the Raiders is Greg Olson, not our Greg Olson. He was a Bears QB coach in 2003. He's been the OC for five different NFL teams. Seems like he doesn't hang around for a job for more than three years, so I can only assume that he sucks. Any thoughts on that, Bill? No, I wish it was our Greg Olson. That's what I wish. Okay. Okay. Wide receiver coach is uh, Edgar Bennett. He's the Packers running back for a number of years. He's in the Packers Hall of Fame. Seems a little mm-hmm. aggressive. Uh, he's a bears. He was a bears running back for a couple of years. He was the Packers OC from 2015 to 2017. Do you remember that? That was Mike McCarthy time, but he's probably wasn't calling plays. Was he? I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I remember just cause every time I see his stupid face, I get angry because when we signed him from the Packers, he immediately sucked. He sucked. So, uh, no offense, average cheese podcast but we hate edgar bennett you should rip his name out of your stupid hall of fame yeah agreed (laughs) agreed make that happen boys all right offensive line coach is tom cable he was the raiders head coach from 2008 to 2010 uh big time scumbag punched an assistant coach randy hansen in 2009 uh, also accused in 2009 of physically abusing uh, two ex-wives and an ex-girlfriend came forward and said that he was abusive towards them. 
Uh, also, Wikipedia mentions he's married, has five children, and lost over 138 pounds while coaching in Seattle. That was all one line. Obviously, he updated that about yeah. his weight, for sure. Wh- but he, c- he couldn't scrub the abuse stuff off, apparently. Well, and th- my question is, is lost over 138 mm. pounds. That's a very exact number. Who has says, I've lost over over 138 pounds when you say i've lost over 130 135 why 138 was it exactly 138 tom do you want to just tell us you lost exactly 138 pounds then just do it just tell us piece of shit yeah you fat you fat abuser yeah keep your fat fucking knuckles in your pockets next time you're around a woman yeah fucking asshole yeah big time scumbag fuck you tom cable See me after class. All right, defensive coordinator is Gus Bradley. It's his first year with the Raiders. He was defensive coordinator with the Chargers uh, for the last three years. Prior to that, he was the Jags head coach 2013 to 2016. He was Seattle's defensive coordinator during that Legion of Boom era. So he was a hot name for a while, wasn't he, before he went to the Jags? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. He fell off pretty quick. So, um. All right, that's it. Okay. You know any Gus's personally? No, I I, I don't. I was going to ask you your thoughts on that name in general. It sounds like um, whenever I hear the name Gus, I think of like somebody who's like fluffy, like plump, kind of like Tom <laughs> Cable used to be before that 138 fell off his yeah, body. Yeah, Just Gus, like, but kind of warm, like I'd want to hug a Gus. Actually, I do know one Gus. I do know one Gus, and not Oh, Johnson. you do? I do. Okay. I know one Gus. Right. He's lovable. Gus, to me, is so close to gas that I assume that it is a fat guy farting. So is it short for Augustus? Is that right? Probably. Gustav? Gustav? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's... I like it. The name yeah. Gus. Like I feel like if you met a Gus, you're like, oh, I want to grab a beer with that guy. And Gus. he's gonna probably gonna fart a lot, but yeah. Gus. Gus if Bradley. You're up, if you're upwind, it's fine, but you could yeah. see the people at the table next to you just gagging their asses just off, right? Dying. Yeah. Oh. oh man. All right. Gustav anyway. Bradley. Gustav Bradley. <laughs> Defensive coordinator. Uh, defensive line coach is Rod Marinelli, our old friend. It's his second year with the Raiders, his 24th year in the NFL. He was a Bears defensive coordinator. Was he our coordinator? Yeah. Or was he just a D-line coach? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. 2009 to 2012, uh, I would say he's best known as being the uh, Lions head coach when they went 0-16. His daughter, Chris, is married to Packers defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. How about that? That's stupid. Keep it in your pants, Chris and Joe. Seriously. Jesus. Fucking take a shower every once in a while. No kidding. Don't be fucking in front of Rod. Am I right? You know any Rods? <laughs> I don't think so. Just just a shooter, right? Good old Beck. Yeah. Roderick? Rod? What's that short for? I think um, Gustav. Rodham? Gustav Hillary Rod Clinton. 
All right, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, the assistant coach is Deuce Gruden, uh, just mm-hmm. a meathead. That's all I got note-wise for Deuce. Mm-hmm. You ever That's met all. a Deuce? <laughs> <laughs> you ever met a uh, Deuce that wasn't in the toilet? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Definitely after a night of hams. Yeah, oh, God. My gas was horrible today. All right, Same. let's move Same. on. <laughs> All right, the front office is um, the owner is Mark, Mark Davis. His bio on the team website is just a bunch of links to articles. So that's weird. Why are you making me jump through a bunch of hoops, Mark, to find out who you are? His net worth is a bit higher than Terry Obie's. It's $500 million. So he's got to be one of the few like non-billionaires in the NFL. Uh, but I want to read... I want to read a, uh, a few. Just bear with me here. There's a little bit of a clip here from Wikipedia. Uh, but here we go. This is from Wikipedia under, I think it was just like the first part. Okay. Prior to owning the team, Davis was involved in the retail part of the Raiders business where he helped develop the organization's Raider image stores. He also spent time in the Raiders equipment department where in 1986 he developed a muff-style hand warmer for football. Is that the, the – this is not Wikipedia. Is that where you put your hands in, at like, the front pouch? Is he claiming that he invented that? Yeah. I think he is. I think kangaroos invented those. I think so, too. All right, back to Wikipedia here. In 1980, Davis represented Raiders player Chris, Chris, sorry, Cliff Branch – in contract negotiations with the team, why is he doing that? That's not Wikipedia. Which resulted in a deal that included an annuity active until Branch's death in two, in 2019 and got Mark kicked out of his father's house for being too close to the players. He later lived with Branch when the team moved to Los Angeles. That's How insane is that? That's insane. Wow. Uh, I'm, I don't what even know what to head. say. Yeah, I know. What, what a weirdo. Why is he living with his father? They're millionaires. Why is he representing a Raiders player in contract negotiations with the fucking team he works for? Why is he working in the equipment department and representing players? <laughs> Why is he claiming to invent the muff-style hand warmer for football? Mark Davis, what is going on with you, man? And that haircut, I mean, oh. what are we doing there? What are that, we doing with that hair? And I think he drives like a conversion van as well, like a Chrysler van. He's just an all-around weirdo. Yeah. That that hair is something I'd expect out of a puppeteer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just not Great it's call. Not good. It's not good. It's I can't stop good. looking at it though. Just like Jason Peters, I can't stop looking at him. I cannot stop looking at that. Kids, that I get is it. that. Do you think it's a rug? Do you think it's? Do you think it's real? Oh, you can't buy a rug like that. Like they won't. They just don't make them. Like you don't get a rug and be like, I need the bowl haircut. So I okay. think it's real. Okay, like, he's definitely coloring it. It's actually like bright orange, and he tones it down a little bit. Maybe it's and it's so peculiar looking in so many ways. Do you think it's think it's made out of some of those muffs that he invented? Yeah, Do you think it's muff hair. It's, it's muff style hair for sure. He's like, ooh, touch my muff hair. 
gross. He's gross. His, mm-hmm. his, the smell when he drops his trousers, just, oh, it's very peculiar. Yeah. Like that locker room he used to work in. Do you think anybody asked him to be like in in the equipment room, or like he just showed up and it's like, hey, I don't know. I know I've got weird hair, but I've got this great idea for a thing to to keep everybody's hands warm. Uh, yeah. You know, my my penis smells really bad, so I just want to yeah. put that out there too, in case you you smell anything. Who wants to take a whiff? Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, I don't know where to go with any of that. Well, Mark Davis, what a weirdo. I'm happy yeah. he's in my life though. So. Thanks, Same. Mark. All right. Uh, the GM is Mike Mayock. He was a TV analyst for years. Prior to that, he was had an 18-year career in commercial real estate. That's weird. Uh, he was hired as GM in 2019. I think the most notable thing, I think he had like a serious beef with Antonio Brown, right? I think they oh, were mm-hmm. – they had some choice words with each other. But, um, yeah, Raiders, they're doing okay. They just lost tonight. That's their first loss. I think in general they're doing fine. I yeah. don't know. That's very a tough average, division. Right? That's yeah. a really tough division. So very average. Just convincing yourself that Derek Carr is the answer. He's just he's the AFC Kirk Cousins. He is, he is. just slightly less annoying, but yeah. only slightly. Oh yeah. no, he's equally as you. You remember that hard knocks? He was oh yeah, fucking cheese ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. no trying way too hard all right uh there's one Illini player it's a rookie cornerback on the Raiders you know who yep. it is Nate Hobbs he's Man, awesome you're good he's awesome you're yep. good you're good that's it Only, uh, no gophers on the team uh that's all I have for the Raiders um any more thoughts on the Raiders before we cover the other NFC North games this week can't wait to beat them that's all I've got on them ah! Ah! Mark Davis smells Mark Davis smells. He's a big uh, skid mark guy too, right? Like oh. white pants, just a little brown in the backside. No questions asked. If you asked him, he'd be honest. He'd be like, "I had a, I, I over trusted a fart." He <laughs> would tell you that, and so he'd be honest about it, which I respect. But definitely a shart pants guy. Yeah. No, he yeah he sharts every day, and you're right. He does. He wears like a jumper, all the time. A white jumper. White jumper. Do you think the people that he has in his in his uh you know his little home up there in 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 the Raiders Stadium, like he always has these celebrities right in his in his booth in his box. Do you think they're like, is this even worth sitting next to this guy? These are great seats. But he reeks, and I, I'm pretty sure he just shit himself. And he keeps t- like he keeps talking about living with this branch guy, even though he's been dead for three years. Like, yeah, I, they can't enjoy his company, right? Well, I think you already answered that. You said you like looking at his hair. Could you imagine seeing mm. it in person? That muff style hair. I I think you go all in on that for sure. Okay. You absolutely don't turn down an invite from Mark Davis when he wants to pick you up in his. 93 conversion van um that okay. was gifted to him by cliff branch mm-hmm. yeah i don't know oh there's another thing about the raiders just yeah. a general thought their website has a, the banner to the website a lot of al davis talk like 
Mm-hmm. He died in 2011, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. can we stop? Like, stop that? Is that? Am yes. I being a dick? No, stop it. It's maybe just cool it. It's it's come time to 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 do that. I mean, Cliff Branch has been dead longer than that, and I doubt he's on the <laughs> website, right? He's not. A, well, doesn't sound like that relationship ended. Uh, very well for anyone including marky boy so did you did you know cliff's um his cousin uh also coincidentally named cliff but cliff twig i don't know if you knew him (laughs) that's terrible such a dad joke there (laughs) good guy all right that's yeah let's end our raiders talk on that other nfc north games we could rip through these quickly green bay noon kickoff on sunday they're at cincinnati Green Bay's minus three and a half for that game. That doesn't feel like enough points. Um, Bengals only lost against the Bears. Yeah. Why? Because we are very underrated. <laughs> Especially at home. You can't yes. beat the Bears and Soldiers. Uh, okay, another game. We got a NFC North divisional game. The Lions are at Minnesota. Minus seven and a half. Nobody should watch this game. I'm not going to watch it. Go Lions, though. Go Lions, indeed. Do you want to see the Lions uh, lose 17 games this year? I think let's just see it happen. That would be awesome. If Dan Campbell fumbled his way through an 0-17 season the first year, there's 17 games. It would be fucking phenomenal. That would be that awesome. Would, that would be pretty great. Uh, why are the Vikings at home again? Like, Are they <laughs> on the road the, the rest of the year after – like what's going on here? It's like them and the Rams are just gonna have to just sh- just live in a suitcase the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, good call. It does feel like the Vikings have been at home quite a bit. Uh, not a big stats guy. Nothing to prove that they've probably just played at home twice, like the Bears. But it just feels <laughs> like they've been at home a lot. Uh, indeed, indeed. But uh, I think that's all we got, Bill. I think we I think we covered it all, my friend. We absolutely did. This has been a fantastic preview of Bears Raiders as well as a review from our tailgate and all of the fun that we had seeing the Bears get their second win of the year. Thank you, Dan, for all of your research. You're welcome. Sniff me, Mark Davis. It's Bears season. It's Justin Fields season. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. Follow us on the World Wide Web, www.zerodoinks.com. Buy our swag. Buy our swag. Buy our swag. Buy our swag. At Rick, you're going to get our podcast shut down. You've been so bad. Please turn it around. We'll take more ties, Rick. Just just take lines that don't have the hook on them. Just on the chance that you get more ties. Rick, please help us out here, buddy. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero Doinks! Yes, yes. Zero Doinks! Yes. Come on. Go! Zero Doinks!
Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Josh! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Spreads, pick three, printing money's pick of the week. Welcome to Hams and Bread. I think there's a bunch of segments happening in here inside of this segment. So why don't we just get to one of them right now. Ricky boy, take it away. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's my dad. Hams and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, doinkers. We are back for the uninitiated. This is Rick Fieldsman, hams and spread segment with hams and bread segment with zero doings. Oh my gosh, it feels good to be back, baby. Rick went two and one. What did I say last week? We had to bring it back to the originals. Corner kicks, all corner kicks, two and one. I, there was never a doubt in my mind, but we got a problem this week. We have no EPL games this weekend, so Rick's feeling a little bit confident coming off that 2-1 and one win. Feeling a little confident coming off the Bears win. Oh, you know Rick was there in the stadium. My gas smelled like methane after the game. Oh my gosh, the hands were slapping. Thank you, hands, for sponsoring. Oh, let's get into it. Everyone's got a case of the funds. Everyone's looking to just break down this board. That's what I'm going to do. Let's get into it. Hams and spreads, pick one. Oh, I spent much time going through all of the DraftKings offerings, and here's where we're going. All NFL games. That's right. We're back on it. It was rigged, but guess what? Bears are winning. Justin Fields is keeping the team warm before Dalton's ready to come back, and I think this is the time where we step in with the funds into the game. We're going first game Sunday at noon. We have the Packers versus the Bengals. The Pack. We're going all NFC North, by the way. NFC North, best division in football. Packers are three and a half point favorites versus the Bengals. The Bengals are terrible. Packers are also terrible, but they're going to win by four points. It's minus 105. There's something wrong. There's something in the water there at DraftKings because all of these odds are a little bit off. We are absolutely right in the Packers. Minus three and a half versus the Bengals Sunday at noon. You get your funds. You put it on that, and you split them with pick two also at noon. A little bit of a spoiler alert for all those. Let's go. Hams and spreads. Pick two. We have the Detroit Lions versus the Vikings. Now, the Vikings are an absolute garbage team. The Lions might be the second best team in football. They looked really good, had a little bit of problem securing the ball. A couple things turn around. The Bears might be in a little bit of trouble there. Lions are seven and a half point dogs. This is absolutely crazy. The Vikings are the worst team 
in the NFC. Lions are second best team. We're going with the Lions. Plus seven and a half. I got to tell you, I'm I'm really confident in these picks. I'm looking at these like, I have I broken the code? I'm in the matrix right now looking at these things. I know what's going to happen. These two lines are so easy to beat. Let's go for the, oh, maybe a little bit of a sponsorship. Let's go for the last pick. Hands and spreads pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Printing money's pick of the week is brought to you by Matt Nagy. If you thought Matt Nagy was bad, just ask my good friends, the Gin Blossoms. If you could go back to the arena tonight You see all these hams are slapping And anyway, you have got to go And I don't think it's ever been this bad You are the worst we ever had Can't believe you really got our hopes up years ago But Matt, I should have known Tomorrow we're gonna drive you out of town Never see a stupid face around You'll be gone, but someone will be found Take your place. Hey, Matt Nagy. Hey, Matt Nagy. Hey, Matt Nagy. Hey, Matt Nagy. Thanks, Jen Blossoms. Matt Nagy. Go take your visor and your wide stance elsewhere. Oh, right. We are back. Gin Blossoms. Oh, my gosh. What a catalog of songs they have. I love all of them. We are back for Pick 3, Printing Money's Pick of the Week. Sponsorship money's coming in. Oh, by the way, Dots Pretzels. Let's give a shout-out to them. Who are those things all my life? Anywho, let's get into it. Rick Fieldsman, Pick 3. Not shutting down the podcast last week. Not shutting it down this week. Pick 3. We are going... We're going Bears at Raiders Sunday, 3.05 p.m. I forgot about this game being played in Las Vegas. I really wanted to go. Been a rough couple weeks, though. Don't have the funds. I'll walk there if I have to. Okay, Bears are six-point dogs. No hook here. We are going for the Bears plus six versus the Raiders. The Raiders. I. You know what? The game's going on right now versus the uh, the L.A. Rams. I don't think the Raiders have even shown up yet. It is a garbage town. Garbage town city, and the Bears are going to be the mayor. Bears plus six. Uh, I, Dalton might be back. Foles might be back. Justin can keep playing wide receiver. Mooney is catching everything. Oh, my gosh. The Bears are a beautiful thing. They are an absolute joy to watch. And there we have it. I am glad to be back. I am glad to have visited Soldier Field. I'd be lying if a tear didn't come to my eye during the National Anthem. And that's what I'm bringing to you, the loyal listeners. I'm going to send it back to the boys. And as always, I have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Oh, that's that's pretty cocky after going two and one, Dan. I don't know what you have to say about that. I mean, Rick is back, but you're, I agree that was very cocky. Uh, I smell an 0 and 3. 
week for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe Glad protect we can... some protect some of your funds. <laughs> right, protect them with both hands. Just. I'm glad you didn't get us canceled like you were you were yeah. concerned about. So thanks, Rick, for <laughs> allowing this to continue. <laughs> Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Dan, I assume there's a line in Bears Raiders. Let's hear all about it, bud. You got it. All right. Bears are two and two against the spread. Uh, this year, Raiders two and one before this game happened tonight. I'm not gonna go back and figure out if they covered. Actually, they didn't cover. They're also two and two. Bears over is one and three. Raiders, I think the over hit. So I think the over is three and one for the Raiders. Who cares? So what? Thank you, and you're welcome. Bears, 305 kickoff this weekend in Las Vegas, home of casinos and hookers. Bears are plus six, getting six points on the road. Over under is 46. Bill. Which way would you lean there? Mm, well, I think both teams are going to light it up a little bit. I think the Raiders' defense will be exhausted from having one less game day. What? To prepare so and recover? So they're exhausted. That means we're scoring at least 30. Uh, I am going over, and I am going Bears' money line. Dan, how about yourself, bud? <laughs> Uh, not sure. I bears seven. If bears got to seven, I think I'd like that a little more. I think Teasy. that's why they haven't teased, teased, teased. Poof. Uh, I also, that surprised me. I loved it. Uh, I also love, I love the over. I think there's be a lot of points. I think you're right. I think they gave up a shitload tonight to Justin Herbert, my Sherbert. Yep. Love it, lick it, stick it, over. I wouldn't take the Bears unless it gets to seven. You think the Bears will win? Yeah, we'll still win on the road. Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. I think it's going to – 25% Bears fans there in, in whatever we're calling that giant stadium that looks beautiful from the highway. It looks amazing. Uh, yeah, I think we win. I think we win. We okay. owe one to, to fucking Gruden, baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. Uh, all right, Bill, before you get to it, any other games that you like this week? Absolutely not. I I no idea. None. Okay. Thanks for, okay. thanks for looking. All yeah. right. I got two. I got two for you. I like the Eagles plus four at the Panthers. I'm not buying the Panthers hype. Take the Eagles, take the points. Jalen Hurts is going to go in, sprinkle a little on the money line. Bill, what do you like? I like the Panthers. I do believe in them. I think Matt Rule will be coach of the year. I've been eyeing those odds. I'm just waiting for the right time to strike. Panthers cover and win. I think they're favored, so that makes sense. They're my pick. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, All right, one other game. The Miami Dolphins, who I think might all the way stink, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa coming off kind of a rough game. They did win. Tampa is giving 10, minus 10, at home against the Dolphins, the battle for Florida. That's what everyone says. Interstate rivalry like no other. Take the Buccaneers. They're going to lay some pipe this Sunday. Tampa Bay, minus 10. Too many points. Tom Brady's going to be exhausted. He had to play at night on Sunday. So that is an absolute issue for them. Uh, Dolphins won't win, but they will cover. 
Dolphins. Take them. Okay. All right. That's all I got for you for this week, Bill. What's up next? Let's kick it to the segment within a segment within a segment, baby Toffee's Corner. For the first time in podcast history, we welcome you to a segment within a segment within a segment. This is Toffee's Corner exclusively on Zero Doinks. Edmonton fan for my whole life. It's Toffee's Corner. Football. It's soccer time. I it, you know, your history. It's enough to make your heart go. Oh, we don't care what the red side say. What the heck do we care? Cause we only know that there's gonna be a show when the Everton boys are there. Toffee's Corner, exclusively on Zero Doinks. Castle's Jazz. Our boys in blue, buddy. Welcome to our new segment within a segment within a segment. Toffee's Corner. Thank you, Brother Dave, for the idea, for the name. Don't sue us when this goes viral. Uh, Everton had a hot game on Saturday while I was sleeping. You think you had some funds on it, didn't you, bud? I had a little bit of funds. I actually bet on the draw, which actually, that hit. That hit. I feel like uh, that was a good feeling. However, our boys in blue legitimately could have won that game. They scored a late goal. It got called back after review on VAR. I think that's what they call it. Video assistance review. What's 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 that stand for? No I don't idea. know. I don't like it. I don't like the hand motions when the refs... Uh, they do like a rectangle type of thing. I don't know if they're signaling that it's it's good, it's confirmed, wave it off. So it's very confusing to me, uh, but I'm a dumb American. But yes, our boys in blue got a tie. I'm calling it a tie, a draw at Old Trafford, Tafford Stadium against Manchester United. That was a shocker to everybody. We almost got away with a win. But we got a point on the road at Man U. Gotta love it. Townsend, our boy with a gambling problem with a goal, 65th minute. Everton currently sits fifth on the table, Bill, with 14 points. Any thoughts on the game by you or Brother Dave? Well, I mean, Townsend keeps delivering. It was a well-earned point that it could have been three. A solid result, yes. especially playing without Richardson and uh, and Calvert Lewin. True. Um, so true. You know, and unrelated, but meanwhile, the Newcastle defense continues to not impress. Okay. Thank you for that uh, insight. Uh, coming up, Bill, for Everton, they play Sunday morning, not on Saturday. They're Sunday morning, a little just leads you right into the Bears. They play at home against West Ham. Thank you, Hams, for sponsoring. Uh, West Ham is ninth on, in, or around the table with 11 points. They're coming off a loss to Brentford, two to one loss. The line for this game: Everton is plus 155 to win. West Ham is plus 170. A draw is plus 235. So Everton slight favorites, not heavy favorites. The draw kind of looks sexy, but Everton's going to win three to nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking two to one. I think it'll be a little closer than than you think, but it's one of those where you wake up, you you peruse your your Sunday Chicago Tribune that still gets delivered and looking for that score, and you think, wow, super close now. It'll be two nothing, and then a, a late backdoor cover if you got ham at plus one and a half. 
I don't know what that voice was. Yeah, I don't either. It was, uh, yeah, Mark Davis would have loved it. Uh, That's all I got for Everton. They're red hot. They're they're going all the way. I did meet a neighbor. I told you this off air. I did meet a neighbor who is an actual lifelong Everton fan. Uh, Tried not to embarrass myself because obviously I'm a lifelong fan, but um, sometimes I sound like an idiot when I talk about the EPL and Everton, but I held my own, I think. He still talked to me after that, so I think we're okay. But good to know there's an actual Everton fan close. I can go knock on his door and say, tell me all about the boys in blue from a guy who isn't a lifelong fan like myself. Yeah, no, he's he's pretending to know what he's talking about. He's doing that to impress you, Dan, so keep that in mind. Uh, but, no, happy happy to have him on board behind us on the bandwagon that we have been on all of our lives and no, can't wait, can't wait to finish top four in the table, on the table, and around the table, and advance to uh, the tournament. Can't mm-hmm. wait for that. We all know the tournament. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Definitely we're on the same page. Yep. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for your uh, for for your gambling research here. Can't wait to get another W or draw. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love it. Go Everton. This concludes Hams and Bread, America's favorite sports wagering segment, which includes the segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads, and the segment within a segment within a segment, Doffy's Corner. Thank you for listening exclusively on Zero Doinks. Love the toffees forever. Ooh, love your kit, Dan. Corner kicks. Our boys in blue. Top of the table. Toffee, toffee, toffee. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Okay. Bears Fantasy Corner. We're here. We're here to stay. These are where you get your hot, hot picks for all of your fantasy needs. Uh, Football fantasies, sexual fantasies, whatever works for you. Bill, uh, we had a hot week last week. You had Jimmy Graham. I had Jesse James, two tight ends. They uh, collectively had zero points, so we tied this week. So I believe you're up 2-1-1. One, and one. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds right. I'm just going to give you my pick right now. We talked about him earlier. He's a bit crabby. His agent's a bit crabby. This is a big week for him. I think the Bears are going to be down. We're going to be whipping the ball all around Las Vegas, in and out of the Bellagio Fountains. My pick is A-Rob. Allen Robinson the second, number two, junior, Allen Robinson, is my click to pick. Bill, who are you going with this week? I think that's a wise move. One of my favorite parts about our picks last week, our tight ends, Jimmy Graham and Jesse James, not only did they get zero points, neither were targeted. Not <laughs> once. Zero targets. That's so great. Yeah. I love it. So I'm going to go with a guy in, in a, an important positional group that we alluded to earlier where things might be a bit dingy and stingy, I am going to go with rookie Khalil Herbert. I think he will absolutely get a lot of action. 
And he's going to find pay dirt, baby. And that's what I need. That's what I need to beat you. Khalil Herbert is my Bears fantasy corner pick. All right. I like that. So you have uh, Khalil. Don't call me Justin Herbert. I have Allen Robinson. <coughs> All right. Uh, Frank, help us out with that, please. And thank you. You're the best. And we love you. All right, let's go to the uh, John Lithgow Hollywood store, Hollywood star, fuzzy Hollywood star players of the week. Uh, John Lithgow does a voice in Trek One, which we watched this weekend with the family. Pretty Was good. Distracting. Pretty good. Yeah, very him? much so. Mm-hmm. Chuckled to myself when I heard him talk for the first time, thinking about Bears Fantasy Corner. And I'm glad there were no questions by my family about why I'm laughing because I don't know how I explain that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, So anyway, good job, John Lithgow. He won four Oscars, I think, for Shrek 1. So congratulations. Uh, Top performers this week, Patrick Mahomes led all players with 46 fantasy points. Tariq Hill had 39.35 points. Matt Ryan, 39.02 fantasy points. Uh, One other thing to note, I noticed in our league, for the week, Taylor Heineke finished fifth for the week. He's available in our league. So there's a little tip for you motherfuckers in our league who listen to this. Go grab Taylor Heineke. Don't touch my Heineke without permission. Yeah, the uh, Washington foosball team, they may be terrible in real life, but they do put up fantasy stats. No doubt about it, Dan. No doubt about it. All right, Taysom Hill Trash Performers of the Week brought to you by Glad. Glad, thank you for sponsoring this segment within a segment and zero doinks. Uh, These are the terrible performers of the week. There were a lot of negative players. We had zero last week. We had a lot this week. Uh, Worst performer this week, Davis Mills, quarterback for the Texans. He had a negative four. Whoops. Uh, Next up, Trenton Cannon. He's a running back for the 49ers. I feel like they're going to have at least 15 running backs this year. I feel like they all drop in like flies. Uh, he had negative two for him. And then we had a tie for third worst. Jakeem Grant, wide receiver for the Dolphins. And J.J. Taylor, running back for the Patriots at negative 1.75 fantasy points. Any thoughts on any of those, Bill? None. I, I remember Cannon was a hot... Uh, fantasy pick going into the year thinking that he would be amazing wait no i'm getting him mixed up with somebody else never mind trey sermon yeah that's sermon i I feel like was a hot yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i think he also died yeah Mm -hmm. all right uh let's just get it out of the way Taysom hill had 16 fantasy points he had two rushing touchdowns one interception um who cares he still sucks Mm -hmm. he sucks he still sucks it's probably like a billion dollars per fantasy point this year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. That's it for Fantasy Corner this week. I think our picks are red hot. I think they're both going to have actual points this week. So that will be good for this segment to not get ourselves canceled, much like Rick Fieldsman, uh, just shit in the bed. So I we shouldn't skip past the part where we give terrible fantasy advice, but that all turns around this week here on Bears Fantasy Corner. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dan, for your research. Go Bears. Go Khalil Herbert. Bye. Weirdest Big Ten minute, and I love it so much. (laughs) Big Ten minute.
A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Both the Illini and the Gophers are back to their winning ways. We'll start with the Illini. They hosted Charlotte. I guess they have a football team. Illinois won, obviously, by 10 points. Come on now. They snapped a four-game skid, which included three losses by a combined 14 points. Illini are frisky this year. Um, They host Wisconsin this upcoming weekend. These are the bottom two Big Ten offenses, so hump that under whatever it is. Uh, running back Chase Brown was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week with 250 Ooh. yards and two scores. He's pretty good. He's a transfer from Western Michigan. Row the boat. Row the boat. Um, yeah, that's about it. How about you, Dan? How'd the Gophers do, bud? I just I said they won. Who they beat? They won. They beat the Purdue Boilermakers. Boilermakers on uh, front of creepy Purdue Pete. Uh, that's a game I feel like the Gophers always lose. I went back. I think I mentioned that last week. I maybe I mentioned it off air. Turns out they've actually done really well with PJ Fleck against Purdue. Uh, but that eleven o'clock time slot in West Lafayette always feels dead. Feels boring. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't watch. Uh, but Gophers win by seven. They win twenty to thirteen. They gave up four hundred forty-eight yards on defense, but they hang in there. Only giving up thirteen points. Trey Potts held in check. 78 yards on the ground. I think this is the first non-100-yard game that he's had since Mo Ibrahim's gotten hurt, but he did get in for a touchdown. Uh, Tanner Morgan still kind of mediocre, 169 yards passing. They've been playing the backup quarterback a decent amount, redshirt sophomore Cole Kramer. He's more in there to run sort of a, I don't want to say wildcat, but he's a bit more gadgety, I'd say, but... Keep an eye on him for getting in there, getting a bit sexy with the ball, especially if Tanner Morgan's going to be just boring. Gophers are 3-2 and two on the season. No game this week. Gophers are off. Now, you already mentioned the – did you did you give the line already for the Badgers? Did I miss that? No, I, I knew that they were the bottom two offenses in the Big Ten okay. year-to-date. But, no, did not mention the line. Do you know the, Do you know the line? I thought guess? I saw something where it's it's under ten points that the Badgers are favored. Yes, right, correct. Yeah, they're Wisconsin is minus eight and a half. The over under is forty three. I saw in the Action Network, which is really the only place I can find a line quickly for Illinois. Thank you, JB Pritzker. Uh, it said that the line opened at seventeen and a half. I like went and looked, and it's how is that possible? Did you see anything about that? No, Mm-mm. I feel like that's this definitely a isn't a yeah. this isn't a Dan dumb Dan move because I looked and it gives you the history of the line. It went from like seventeen and a half, seventeen and a half, and then it bounced down to eight and a half, and then back up. I thought, what happened? Why would anyone have Wisconsin giving seventeen and a half? That this game, I like the under. Oh I, yeah. Yeah, you got to hammer that under. You hammer it. 
Brett Bielema first game against his former squad there. True. So that's that's an interesting storyline if you're into that sort of thing, guys. I think it's a two thirty game. I think it's I think it's the the midday the midday <laughs> bone dog or whatever we used to call it. The mid mid boner, mid prime time. Um yeah, I think Illinois win in that game. I'd sprinkle the money line if I could. Ooh. If I was in Indi- Indiana or mm-hmm. Michigan mm-hmm. or Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Or New Jersey, I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Yeah, Illinois. Take Gophers em. aren't good. Yeah, Illinois probably won't lose. Gophers definitely won't lose this weekend. So, um, Bill, other games this weekend of the Big Ten Saturday, three p.m. Huge game, huge Big Ten game. Penn State at Iowa. Iowa is minus two. Who do you like in that game? I like Iowa. I uh, I've been. I've gone the other way, I think, all year. So I think it's time to finally ride the Hawkeyes. And it couldn't happen to to a greater team or against a greater university that has never covered up child molestation. Nah, that's, what, that's what I was going to ask. Is that more of a pro-Iowa pick or an anti-Penn mm-hmm. State pick? It sounds like maybe a bit of both. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Iowa at home. I think Iowa's pretty awesome. Iowa fans in general – don't seem as excited as I would have guessed. They seem yeah. very skeptical of this run, and I think it's been impressive. Yeah, I think they're way better than Iowa fans are giving them credit for. I, that it's just probably historical. You know, they're 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 in self preservation mode, right? They they know what's probably coming, but maybe it won't. Maybe they'll maybe run the table. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, good point. And mm-hmm. um. Another game uh, that I really wasn't even going to mention, but the line was weird. Michigan at Nebraska Saturday night, 6.30 kick. Nebraska's only plus three at home. Mm -hmm. Nebraska sucks. Just stop it, guys. I mean, Michigan's undefeated, all right? They haven't lost yet. Correct. I also feel like Michigan's only played home games. Don't quote me on that. I'm not taking Nebraska ever, ever. I don't care where it's at. That's that line is not right. Yeah, that surprised me. So they must put a ton of weight into the beatdown that Nebraska just gave Northwestern. Yeah. Apparently. Whoa, Northwestern, Whoa. they stink. Wow. Congrats, Nebraska. <whistles> Blah. That, sorry, Frank. That's got to be super depressing to root for a football team that has no chance every week that just sucks is pat fitzgerald on the hot seat has that talk started yet i think so i absolutely i'm sure i've I've heard rumors they're chicago's big 10 team haven't you heard what about speaking of bad coaches uh mel tucker mm-hmm. michigan state they're ranked 11th, I believe. 11th, yes. There's How five Big that? Ten teams in the top 11. I know. It's unbelievable. How is that possible? That guy is a terrible coach. Just a horrible coach. That's Something's wrong there. I don't yeah. I don't know what to make of that. It's not real. Uh, it's not real. It's mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got on Big Ten thoughts, Bill. Same here, buddy. Hoops team practicing for all of all the big 10 as well it's october that's when that happens so we'll be getting into some of that hot hot talk as we get closer to the illini winning their first ever national championship in basketball thank you dan this has been red hot thank you row 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 shove 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 here we go 
Hams, Hams and Ted. Hams, Hams, Hams and Ted. Hams, Hams, Hams and Ted. Hams, Hams, Hams and Ted. Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. All right, here we go. Hams and Ted is back. Big week for your boys coming up. The Sox are in the playoffs. First time in the history of White Sox baseball back-to-back playoff appearances. Bill, I'm going to shut my fucking mouth and you tell us about the Sox. Yes, special playoff edition of Hams and Ted. I'm very excited. The White Sox are the number three seed. They are playing the number two seed Houston Astros. The cheaters known as Houston, led by Dusty Baker. We, as you know, are led by Tony LaRusa. Those are two 70-plus-year-old managers. That ought to get young kids into baseball right away when they see old men in baseball uniforms just farting all over the dugout at Minute Maid Field. That'll be fantastic. Uh, Things kick off Thursday, 3 p.m., Game 1, and then 1 p.m. on Friday. Thank you, Major League Baseball, for really hitting prime time again. Great time for kids to get into a sport that you're struggling to get kids interested in. So great job, MLB, for that. Uh, makes me want to think that I'm going to have to take Friday afternoon off to watch game two. That seems like a no-brainer. Very excited, though. Sunday night, game three in Chicago, the first game that we will be hosting here in Chicago for the White Sox, 7 p.m. Sunday night. Perfect. So you got Raiders-Bears at 3.30. Roll that right into White Sox-Astros game three. That sounds amazing. I'm going to be a horrible uh, father and husband on Sunday. So Getting all my chores done before 3 o'clock on Sundays because I can be there in front of the telly. That'll be great. Uh, Chalk, if you're into gambling, they have the Astros as the AL favorite to make the World Series. Uh, Also, the Dodgers, who are in a wild card game on Wednesday against the Cardinals, they are the Chalk to make the World Series from the NL. I find that unbelievable. Weird. Yeah, because a one-game fluke. Could easily knock them out. I know they've won 103 games or 106 games or whatever. Amazing that they're a wild card. That's just hilarious. Uh, Yeah, so I think it's going to be a red-hot playoff. I think there's a ton of great teams, including the White Sox. I think they're under the radar. There's a couple. I think uh, Ken Rosenthal had them winning it all, which I don't don't like. I don't want to see anybody pick the White Sox to win it all. So, But I can't wait. I'm pumped. I know it's football season, but I am getting wet for white Sox playoff baseball buddy thank you for giving me the floor you forgot everton plays on sunday as well you got a full slate of games that'll get that'll wet your whistle uh good luck to you buddy yeah you got you got fucked on the the times for game one and game two that sucks it's because of uh red Sox yankees that's why which makes sense. I'm sure they get all the eyeballs. They're going to throw them at night. I get it. I'm not an idiot. I understand. But just a little bit of an annoyance. It's just annoying that baseball has day games in the playoffs in general. They do it every year. I just I just right. find it hilarious. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. I'm not upset about it for gambling reasons to have True. a little action in the middle of the day. But I like, I like, uh, like where the White Sox are at. That's good, buddy. I'm happy, well, I, I'm happy for yeah. you. Thank you. I'm glad they're going against Dusty Baker. I think that's yes. the best news that that you can wrap your mind around. That definitely helps. I, f- 
feel like that helps your cause. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to any of the games here in Chicago yet. I heard there's a rumor you might be in the next series when they make it. Yes, yes, I did. I got uh, home game three tickets for the ALCS, so that'll either be game five or game six of the ALCS when the White Sox make it. I think they'll. I think it'll be the Rays. <laughs> I think the Rays are advancing, so I think it'll be Game Five at home. Uh, White Sox Rays. <laughs> what was that? It's like I'm in between burps. Like the tailgate gas has just confused yeah. my whole body. I think I don't know what to do. I'm still a mess. I mean, I had a softball game tonight. I felt like I was just in a in a daze. Um, by the way, sorry, total sidetrack. I just see that yeah. Minnesota's Trey Potts is in the hospital after Uh-oh. he had a medical condition uh, at or during the game. Okay, anyway, sorry, got sidetracked. Big, Big ten minutes. minutes. <laughs> Big ten minutes. All right, the uh, get better, Trey Potts. Yeah, White Sox are going to win this series. I'm going to put money on it. Thank you. And I hope all goes well for you, my friend. Thank Not you Tony so Larusa, much. though. Please don't give him any credit. No, that's fine. Yeah, let's win in spite of him, not because of him. Although if he makes some great managerial decisions with bullpen management, I'll be fine with that. Just don't let him grab his keys after the game because he's obviously going to be chugging wine. Yeah, true. Um, It's great. Uh, Mark in North Carolina, shout out to Mark. Toss me some cash to put on uh, White Sox to win it all and advance to the World Series as well. Oh. I think he and his Faja both are getting their beaks wet. <laughs> love it. Perfect. Absolutely love it. Yes. That's all I got. Go White Sox. Go. Go. White Sox. Okay. Good luck. Baseball talk. Bye. to wrap this ma 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 motherfucker up i think this has been a decent episode you and i are both a bit in a daze from a, a, a hangover day i guess uh you seem to be feeling pretty good i i'll fully admit i was pretty hungover today uh i we haven't gotten to it yet but all the talk last week i think it was very strategic by the bears to release this as things were heating up on burning the whole fucking thing to the ground Bears are in agreement to buy Arlington racetrack, the property around it, all of Arlington Heights. They're going to own the whole town of Arlington Heights. Um, why don't you give me your thoughts first, Bill? Yeah, I I was more so pro uh, versus you when we talked about this a couple months ago when it was rumored that the Bears had put a bid out there. Uh, I was still wrapping my mind around it, but I would say at that point I was like 51% yes, they should do it. Uh, I'm more like 69% yes, they should do it at this point. You and I talked off air while we were staring at the colonnades uh, yesterday before the game. We were kind of talking about it. And, uh, yeah, it it makes sense. I don't wish for Virginia to pass, but it'll be better if the McCaskies are not in charge of the Bears when this comes to pass, though. I think that... I think everybody would like the idea more if the McCaskies were not making a decision, but uh, yeah, 
it makes sense. It makes sense. I've I've come to peace with it. What about you, Dan? You were very anti. I believe you said Arlington Heights can eat my ass if I'm yeah, quoting correctly. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I came down pretty hard on Arlington Heights and it really was not as much an Arlington Heights thing as I was upset at the time that all of the talk seemed to be around where the team was playing and not the quality of the football on the field. So I I apologize to Arlington Heights. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board now. Just only purely because it really doesn't make sense that the Bears play where they play when they see like tonight SoFi Stadium and Vegas this weekend. When you see those places and you're like, that's that's how it should be. It shouldn't be we fucked up the renovations of a stadium just because it has pretty columns on the outside. You know, the nostalgia thing of being in Chicago is is cool, I think, but it's really unnecessary. I'm just I'm just worried that the McCaskies will fuck it up somehow. It sounds from what all the talk on radio is uh, last week was that the NFL makes it almost idiot proof that they have a big hand in stadium construction and how, how all of it works. So I feel some comfort in that. I just don't don't want Ted Phillips, the McCaskey family, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy's children. I don't need any of them even coming close to this new stadium. So, I uh, you know, it seemed initially it's like, oh, this is just a power, you know, this is a negotiation tactic with the city. No, they're all the way out. This is this is a done deal. And so it will be interesting to see <sighs> It just will be, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything of how it will unfold in a like, timetable. I have no concept of like how long the planning will be, how long, you know, when is the first time we're going to get that, that mock-up of a new stadium. Because once that comes out, then it's like, oh, bone, totally boned up. I still hmm. don't trust, like, I don't know how they're going to make Arlington Heights work with the traffic. And everyone just poo-pooing that. Like, yeah, that makes me a nerd, I guess. But that traffic sucks in and out of there. They can, I know they can make it happen. It's just very residential around there. So that's going to be tricky of getting people out of there to make the roads bigger. I don't know. That I'm just skeptical of those things. But bottom line, there should be a better viewing experience for the fans uh, because – that's just how it is. That's how the NFL is. There's no excuse that this big market of Chicago is plays in such a shitty small stadium. And all of the people, I loved everyone running it back last week of, oh, you're going to call them the Arlington Heights Bears. If you listen to this podcast, you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are named after a fucking body of water. Still doesn't make sense. There's no city of Tampa Bay, so just fucking relax. The Giants and the Jets don't even play in the state that they claim to be from. So all of those people loved all of them, just loved all of the meathead takes there. Uh, so I will admit I was very anti when it was it was rumored when they made an offer. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I've come around. It makes sense for the Bears to move, and Arlington Heights seems to be the best option at this point. Don't trust the McCaskies. Get out of my face. Get out of your own way. Sell the team. I think I covered it all. You did. You did. Yeah. Really, the only downside—not the only downside, but the main downside—is uh, 
now Ted Phillips is in the news a lot since this is kind of his <laughs> yeah. job, right? So yeah, that's uh, it's unfortunate to to see his stupid name attached to many a news article. Do you think that means he won't fire anybody at the end of the year because he's too busy with stadium stuff? I mean, he's got the excuse, I guess, built in. But uh, no, I think I, I would hope he can walk and chew gum at the same time. We know that he can twiddle those thumbs in his office there with those that gamer headset he's got. <laughs> yeah, he could definitely. Uh, well, I guess I'll just say it. He can work and come at the same time in mm-hmm. his office. So um he seems to be able to multitask, I guess, but yeah, I don't need him involved at all because he was a big part of the uh, of what we see today. And by literally everyone's account, they screwed it up. So we will see. It'll be interesting. I just, I guys, I really just don't want all the talk to be about this fucking stadium. Let's let's not get distracted. We need better football. That is the key. That's the fucking key. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. Just like Urban Meyer, take a seat in a bar and wow. Everything okay there in Jacksonville slash Ohio? I don't think things are going well for him. I thought he was like rubbing himself down while that was happening. His hand placement was very curious, uh, and maybe he was trying to sort of put up a barrier, but what? I don't know what was happening, and I think today he gave like a half-assed apology today, like, sorry for being a distraction, not sorry I'm rubbing and tugging out in public where people have cell phones. Like, what an idiot. Is he trying to – he might be trying to get fired. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that guy, and I don't feel bad because he's a scumbag. It's just amazing that I didn't put two and two together when that video was out that that was in Ohio still, you know, I guess around Cincinnati, and that he didn't didn't fly home with the team on Thursday night after their Thursday night game. That that killed me. I'm just going to hang back. You know, I got family here. Next thing you know, he's – He's getting basically rubbed down by what looked to be like a 22-year-old woman. Oh, boy. Yeah, she was attractive. So, I mean, good job there. But, oh, oh, buddy, he is not having a good year. No. He's he's not. Do you think he's already called USC to see how we can get us get in there? That's in the works, right? Yeah. Yeah. This... This isn't going to last. That guy, no. he he does not manage stress very well, and he's brought a lot of it upon himself. It's not good. Did he lose this many games at Ohio State in total? I don't know that don't, he did. I don't think so. I don't think so. When do you think he fakes the heart attack or the heart heart problems? Week nine. Week nine? Oh, I yeah. was going to I would have guessed today as he's apologizing – for uh the rub and tug with the with the lady uh what an what an idiot what an asshole i don't feel bad for him you suck urban meyer you're you're a cock yeah you're a cock you're not a breast or a tit like our coach but you might even be worse 
So, yes. fuck you, Urban Meyer. Fuck, fuck you, Urban you, Meyer. buddy. Well, this has been a fun episode, bud. It's fantastic. Always good to do them after wins. It feels much better. Big game this weekend at Las Vegas. Wish we were there. We're glad Marcel will be representing Zero Doinks and the Eggs, though. That is fantastic. Yes. Safe travels, Marcel. Go Bears. Thank you, Bill, for staying up late to do this. Uh, For those of you listening, we're just about to touch midnight, and it's my fault because of softball, so I apologize, Bill, but I thank you. You're a real gentleman. You're welcome, buddy. Anything for you. Thank you for bringing me to the Bears game. It's the least I could do tonight. Love you, bud. Go Bears. Love you too. Bears, bears, bears. Bear down. sound amazing darren well i'm fucking half cut so it's a, it's a, it's a good friday to be i also have a trout pond still going in my pants apparently yeah. thanks matt Nagy. <laughs> he dressed up like a clown for them with his face paint white and red